This is DeRay Olalia, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast, episode one, Silk Silk. Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey, this is Mark Asquith, the host of the 7 Minute Mentor podcast, global entrepreneur and all-round geek. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. I am MC Lobsher, the Cashflow Ninja, and you're listening to Before the Millions podcast. You're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. But whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent, you've come to the right place. Mr. Hollywood himself presents the Before the Millions podcast. And now your host, DeRay Olalaye. What is going on, good people? Welcome back to a brand new installment of the Before the Millions podcast. Guys, we got a juicy one in store today, man. I, I put out a lot of nuggets from this interview with Mr. Dave Debut. And Dave is a real estate investor and a mentor of sorts. And what he specializes in is raising money, finding the money. So this episode is all about money partners. And this is something that I think all of us can relate to. And maybe you're just starting out and you haven't gotten to the threshold that's going to limit the amount of business you can do with your lender. But ultimately, once you get there and you will get there, you're going to have a serious problem. And this is going to be right around the time where you're picking up steam, where you're gaining confidence. You've done a few deals and then they slap the cuffs on you. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I can't go the traditional way anymore. How do I buy my deals? Now, if you're already super rich, you could just buy your deals cash. But I have a strong hunch that most of us get into real estate to become wealthy. So if that's the case for you, which it's the case for me and it was the case for Dave as well, we're just like, what do we do next? So I've seen two natural progressions. Some people do one, some people do both. And it's really your preference. But ultimately, if you want to continue doing deals and you want to do deals in a way that doesn't put a lot of strain on your pocket, OPM, other people's money, you've heard it before, but I mean, how many of us are actually implementing these strategies? So again, there are two tracks when it comes to other people's money in my eyes, the the main two, and it's creative financing, right? Things like owner or seller financing, subject tools, and even going down this path, creative financing that allows you to get large assignment fees like wholesaling or tenant buyer assignments. This is what I've built the motivated seller method upon because your risk is so much more diminished than any other strategy. But then you have the other track of OPM and how to make sure that you have the funds necessary to invest in deals. And this is finding partners, having somebody alongside you that has the money. You may have the expertise, you may have the time, you may have the knowledge. 
but you may have a, a passive investor at bay that's investing in the stock market and has no idea where to get good returns from. I mean, these can be family members for some of us. And initially, when I hit the cap on traditional financing, I actually went down the syndication path, which is actually raising money. And raising money on a large scale is slightly different than having one or two money partners. But ultimately, the principles for this strategy is exactly the same. So today, when we talk about the five steps that you need to put in place in order to make sure that you have abundant cash waiting at the helm when you get your deals, these steps are golden. I've pulled out, guys, I promise you, wait till you listen to the episode. I've pulled out all of the nuggets. Now, it's just an hour episode, so you may not have detail for detail exactly what you should do every step of the way. But for an hour's episode, I guarantee I've stuffed it. Ask Dave. I brought everything out of him. So you're going to know exactly how to cultivate a money partner, multiple money partners, or actually raise money by the end of this episode. So if you're not yet subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button because um, we're bringing that fire, guys. And if you haven't listened to the past few episodes, make sure you do that. It's been nothing but awesome value. Same thing in our Facebook community. Guys, we've been going live pretty much every single week. We're getting after it right now. We're in the middle of a big challenge, guys. If you haven't heard of it, we're in the middle of the 5K challenge. And this is our staple challenge for the Before the Millions tribe, helping you put $5,000 in your pocket in the next 30 days. If you think I'm kidding, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash 5K. I'm taking you on the straightest path to putting $5,000 in your pocket, the straightest path. There's so many other things that you're going to learn through your process. There's so many other things that I'm going to teach you and that you're going to learn as you continue down your investing journey. I want to show you that it's possible for you. That's why we created this challenge. So if you're like, DeRay, like, I want to get into real estate. I don't have the time or I don't have the money or, you know, all these other, all these things that you believe you need. Just head over to beforethemans.com forward slash 5K and just, just, just watch the first two videos. And I guarantee you, you'll, you'll, you'll stop thinking that you need all these things and you'll realize all you need is the confidence to move forward. And I give you all the tools and the resources that you need inside of the challenge. So let's get it popping. I'll see you on the inside. DeRay's tip of the week. Becoming a member of the Before the Millions tribe is a two-part process. Now, you've successfully executed part one by listening and subscribing to the show. Part two, however, is where we take things to the next level. Part two is the Facebook group, the Before the Millions tribe community. This is where we congregate as a mastermind. Recently in the group, I've been pursuing a think and grow rich challenge with an income goal that I've never set before. I'm documenting the entire process in the group. We're also right in the middle of starting our 5K and 30 day challenge where I walk you through the exact steps to start putting money in your pocket in the next 30 days by simply talking to motivated sellers and assigning real estate contracts. That's it. And I answer all the questions that you have along the way inside of this group. In fact, I'm so committed to adding so much value in this group. We're going live multiple times a week. And I'll just give you a sneak peek of the Facebook live agenda for tomorrow morning. So we'll have some book recommendations on some of our most recent reads. Mine is reminiscence of a stock operator. We're going to have a conversation around the difference between concepts like the secret and the concepts 
in Think and Grow Rich. We're going to have a freebie given away on this Facebook Live that is specifically targeted for those of us looking for motivated sellers. We're going to do a deal walkthrough, a live deal walkthrough as we're currently working on this deal. We're going to have another freebie of immense value that's more geared towards coaching. And last but not least, I'm going to have an announcement about how I'm going to help 1,000 people get their first deal done by the end of this year. So that's on the Facebook Live agenda for tomorrow. And these are the things that we discuss in our group. So make sure that you head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash group and complete your initiation into the tribe. Complete your initiation. You're halfway there before the millions.com forward slash group. And now your feature presentation. Okay. I ran out of cash and credit to do more deals on my own. So I'd, I'd hit the wall when it came to financing. I'd self-financed my previous two properties. I'd got a home equity line of credit and I had some, some cash for the other one, but when I got to the third one, I had run out of cash, so I needed to use other people's money. What had, was that? Was that your? What was that your initial thought? What were some of your options? Like, did you were you were you contemplating, or did you write down like, all right, I don't have any money. These are my options. This is the best option. Like, how did you rationalize the very next step? Well, because I was aware of other people using other people's money to do their real estate deals, so I I knew that was the next logical step. I just didn't really know how to go about doing it. And I'd heard a lot of stuff about pick up the phone and start dialing for dollars. Uh, Ray, I actually tried that. I dialed, got rejected, dialed, got rejected, dialed, got rejected. did that about five times, got rejected. And my poor little ego couldn't handle that much rejection. So I promptly quit dialing for dollars. I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. So then I heard, you know what, go out and network up a storm, start, you know, turning every conversation into a real estate conversation. So I went to the local chamber of commerce meeting. I went to the uh, local BNI meetings. I went to the local uh, Toastmasters meetings. I was part of that. And I tried, you know, handing out cards, picking up cards, talking to people about real estate. It sounds like you went to google.com and you typed in the top 10 things to do to raise money and none (laughs) of it worked. (laughs) Not it didn't work. Yeah, exactly. So then, then I came up with what I thought was a brilliant idea, and I thought, hey, why don't I just put together a little one-page overview of this fantastic deal? It's such a great opportunity for people. It's going to sell itself, and so that I I, end, I ended up emailing that out to a couple of hundred people on that that I knew, and that was the first time I had any signs of life about anything. And then I I was excited because I started getting re- these replies coming back. And then I started reading the replies and most of them were things like, Dave, I haven't heard from you <laughs> 10 years or 15 years or whatever. And you're hitting me up for, for cash. Take a hike, bugger off that some, some version thereof. So bottom line, uh, Dere, at, at that time, that's, that's when the, that whole deal collapsed. I, I already had a, a property under contract. I had a tenant buyer lined up. I had, you know, the realtors was excited. The, the mortgage broker was ready to go. And, and I had to collapse that deal because I wasn't able to close on it. And that's, that's when I decided, you know what, there's got to be a different way to go about raising capital because this way sucks. And what, what, what ended up being that different way? And how'd you find it? This, this is the, the money this, formula. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I mean, I had decades of experience doing marketing, but for some reason I hadn't connected 
two plus two together and say, hey, you know what? Why don't I apply what I already understand about marketing to raising capital? And instead of chasing after people desperately looking for money, what if I create some curiosity? What if I apply marketing and get them to reach out to me? Ideally, pre-motivated, pre-educated, pre-qualified and, and ready to go. So it's a, it's a much different conversation. So that's, that's why I worked on. It took a little bit of trial and effort, but I, I came up with it. It works very, very well for myself. And it's worked really well for, at this point, hundreds, if not thousands of people across the world. First and foremost, I want to understand who this is for. Is this just for multifamily owners, multifamily syndica- uh, syndicators? Is it just for people in the single family space that are doing lease options? Like, who is this for? Who is this not for? Well, I think this is for, really, it's, it's for folks that were like me when I first got started. So, you know, ma, what I call mom and pop real estate investors, they've got a, a deal or two or three under their belt. They have self-financed their properties up until now. They've hit the wall. They either run out of cash and or credit, but they still want to grow their portfolio, but they really don't know what next steps to take or how to approach people, or who to approach, or who not to approach when it comes to raising capital. So has this worked for people that are already very experienced? Of course it has, because it's all about marketing, it's all about creating efficiencies. But again, my this whole process is, is really designed to take people from zero to raising capital, six figures, in as little as four to six weeks, starting from scratch. So that's that's who it's really dialed yeah. in for. And, like and it doesn't matter what strategy. I mean, we've got people that are doing this with buying single family homes or doing the burst strategy. We've got clients that have done this for self-storage facilities, for purchasing tax liens, tax deeds, multifamily, small multifamily, commercial properties. Uh, you Pretty much you name it, people have applied this, this process to. Let's get into it because, again, I know the, the audience is, is like, all right, so what is this formula? How can I cultivate? It's a process and it's not something that, you know, you do here and there or something that, you know, happens in happenstance or maybe you'll call your great uncle this time or maybe you'll follow up in about a month. Like there's a system, there's a flow, there's KPIs, there's things that you want to, if you actually want to be serious and, and, and do this in a way that's actually going to provide you with the income that you actually want. So. Dave, take it away. Let's start with step one. What is the money partner formula and how do we, how do we start to cultivate uh, a group of people uh, to help us or to partner with us on our deals? Yeah, great question. So again, backing up just a minute, what I've designed this, this process for is for regular folks. So I, it's really designed for folks that don't know what the hell a KPI is. It's designed for folks that don't have a lot of business background, who don't have a lot of marketing background because I've found that most, what I call mom and pop real estate entrepreneurs, they are, they, they got the aspirations to get there, but they're punching the clock at a job right now. They might have one or two properties in their portfolio. They want to get out of the rat race. They want to create that financial freedom, but they're not business people yet. Does that make sense, Dre? So I think if we get too complex, if we get too carried away, if it's too difficult, people won't do it. So I, I like to simplify it as much as possible in it and it starts off on the first step and i i know you guys can't see that very well but i'll like i'll have have an infographic in the show notes yeah perfect but it says step one gather filter and reconnect 
Yeah. So bottom line, what we want to do is we want to create what I call a target group of prospective investors. And if you guys, you know, if they're taking notes as they're following along or, or watching this or, or what have you, this is basically what we're shooting for. We're shooting for a target group of approximately 200 people who we're going to focus on. And these 200 people I'm going to suggest should be people that you already have a pre-existing relationship with. People who you know and who know you. People who are at least likely to listen to you, to give you the time of day. Does that make sense? So quick caveat here, Duray. Neither you nor I, at least I can speak for myself, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. I am not a securities specialist. I'm a real estate investor and a marketer, and I'm sharing my understanding of things. All right. So before you rush out and do anything, I know that you know a lot of folks in the in the states. Every state is a little bit different, and there's the Securities and Exchange Commission. What I'm going to be talking about here uh, involves making sure that you've got everything set up properly in the first place. So it kind of depends on. It gets back to how you're going to be structuring your deal. So. I, Again, there, there's like four criteria for whether something's a security or not with the Securities and Exchange Commission. So let's let's pretend for the sake of this illustration that you're bringing on joint venture partners who are going to bring in capital, who are going to help qualify for financing. So that would that would take the, then you're you're part of a joint venture. In which case, my understanding is it's not a security under that case. Or it could be a situation where you're raising debt. Right, so you're getting somebody to loan you money. It's like a, a second mortgage on a property. In which case, that also it's not a common enterprise, so it doesn't fit the criteria of a of a security. So just to, that's called Dave covering his butt. Is, is I love what it. I love it. I love it. I hope you guys got clarity on that. That was amazing, Dave. All right. So with that in mind, here's what we want to do. What I want to here's the big picture, you guys. I want to help you find the easiest, fastest cash first. Does that make sense? I love it. The low-hanging fruit. So what we're going to focus on is let's create this list of 200 people who know you and who you know as well. And that's who we're going to focus on. And when I do this at a workshop or what have you, everybody goes, holy crap, Dave, I don't know 200 people. How the heck am I going to come up with 200 that's people? Not, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, well, you and I both know that. However, you get you get on your social media right now. Just go to just go to Instagram and Facebook, and go to go to your friends list. And I mean, lo and behold, you'll see two hundred people times ten. <laughs> exactly. So good news and bad news, Eric. So first of all, congratulations that you've got two thousand quote unquote friends. Bad news is they're not all real friends. So here's kind of the here's kind of the criteria, right? So here's here's the minimum criteria to keep somebody on that list. If you bumped into that person in the lineup at Starbucks and you didn't have your face mask on, right? they would know you, you would know them. You could have a nice conversation, right? So there's, there's, there's a different levels of connection with people. So these are people that you genuinely, they know you and you know them. Is that fair? That's okay. Fair. So where do we find them? But that's a perfect place to start. So what I always suggest is grab all the, all of your contacts from all of your different sources from your cell phone, from your social media, from your email addresses. If you're like me and you got a, you know, a drawer full of business cards and old address books or Rolodexes or whatever, get them all out of there, get them into one place, get them into a, a spreadsheet. And then instead of having to come up with 200 people, now let's say you've got a thousand or 1500 people quickly go through it. And every time you see a name, 
if a face pops into your face and into your mind and you don't feel like punching that face, right? If you recognize the face, you like the face, keep them on the list. If you don't, if you don't recognize them, if that face doesn't come to your mind, delete. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. They narrow it down to a couple of hundred people very, very quickly. I love that. And, and, and guys, this is, this is, this is, I want you guys to do this now. Like it's, it's not something that you're like, you know, I'm going to do this in a week or this sounds good. or I'm going to come back to this. Like the, the quicker you take action on these things, the more, the more liable you are to actually follow through on the things that, that you say you're going to do. And this, this activity, I mean, you can pull out your phone. I know you have an exercise in one of your workshops where you pull out your phone, you go in your contacts list, you scroll all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way to the bottom. And you look at how many contacts you have. And lo and behold, you have way more than 200 contacts, guys. Go check it out right now. Go, go out and fish for these contacts. Create an Excel spreadsheet and, and get, your, get, your, get your top 200 and let's, let's get it going. So, so what do we do next, Dave? The next thing we do is we don't do what dumb, dumb Dave did back in the day. And that is just spam everybody with your deal right off the get-go. That, that is dumb. 2020 hindsight. It seemed like a smart idea at the time. But here's what you want to do, Doreen. <clears throat> you want to reconnect with these folks on a personal level first before you start talking business, yeah. right? So let's say we've got our 200 people and it doesn't have to be 200. Let's say it's 100, between 100 and 200, whatever it is, right? We've got that target group of people. So what I always suggest and what I show my, my students and my clients is we have a, a three-step warm-up campaign. So three emails go out to them, set up an email autoresponder system, something like get response works really well. So you can create one email and just it gets sent out to everybody all at once. Yeah, go quick, ahead. Quick, quick, quick question. All right. So um, just to rewind, I want, I want to try to ask the questions that I think my audience uh, has as well. So because a lot of these people are in our contacts or on social media, are we? is there an initial step to first get their email address? Good question. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have their email addresses, yeah. So again, I'm sorry, I should back up. The whole crux of this marketing ongoing marketing we're going to be doing is via email okay. because at the time we're talking about this, it's the most efficient communication format to do group communications that I'm aware of. All right. Because we can, if you've got to, if you've got to raise names and email addresses, you can use that email autoresponder system, like get response and personalize, create one email, but it gets personalized for every single person on that list. Okay. Does I love that. that. So, so, so that's the first step is, 200 contacts, make sure you find a way to get their email addresses. You want me to tell you how? Yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you how, right? It's super, super simple. So if you, so a lot of people on your phone, you probably don't have their email addresses. So just send them a quick little text message. So let's say it was, I was saying this to you, Dre, say, Hey, Dre, it's Dave. Uh, I want to update my contact information for you. What's your best email address? Mm. Mm. It the way it is. That's exactly. I didn't know we were giving out free scripts as well, Dave. <laughs> I love it. So there you guys have it. And again, when it comes to uh, uploading these emails, now that you have them to an e uh, ESP email service pro provider, you have GetResponse. You have uh, you have. There's so many out there. I use ConvertKit. I actually have an affiliate link before the millions.com forward slash ConvertKit. Um, but there there's so many out there. The, there's a Mailchimp, which I think is free up to a certain point. Um, there's ClickFunnels, yeah, which you, you guys don't you need right for. now. So yep. yeah, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. That is so true. So, so if you've got a good one, use the link that DeRay just gave you. You might put it under the show notes. Uh, it, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. All I know is, is you want to make sure it's got good deliverability and that you can upload all of these contacts in there and you don't need the whole double opt-in thing because that's a real pain in the butt. So, yeah. so if, yours, if yours does that, 
Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So that's so that so we have so now we have everything uploaded. And now what, what are we doing? We're contacting people now through via email. Yeah. So we're gonna do we're we're gonna do a warm-up campaign. So the first uh, there's usually a three-step process here. First email it goes out is just a regular email, but it's it's kind of a warm and fuzzy catch-up email. So I always suggest pretend that the other person hasn't heard from you in about five years and catch them up on what you've been doing in your life for the like the last five years. If you got if you got a family, you got a spouse, talk a little bit about them, remind people about the names and ages of your kids, kinds of sports and activities you're into, what you've been doing since this whole COVID thing hit. You know, what's going on in your life? Talk about the good things, the not so good things, but don't leave don't end on a on a downer. Always end on a on a good note. And then really important, at the end of that message, say, hey, that's what I've been up to, but how about you? What have you been doing? Please hit reply to this email. Let's catch up. Right. Babe, do you mind? Do you mind that I use you and I, I's relationship as a real life example? Sure. Of an email I received from you about a month ago, and we'll just we'll just we'll just take again, guys. We're giving you guys free copy right now, and um, do these steps as we're talking. Pause the tape and do these steps. And um, so, uh, uh, Dave, I've been on Dave's podcast maybe about a year ago, and. Um, Recently, since COVID, uh, Dave decided to reconnect and check in and see how things were. And, you know, we got reconnecting and now we have a few things in the works. And this is all because of this system, this formula. So let, let me read you guys just just exactly what Dave is talking about as far as like an intro to to uh, to reaching back out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time. So let's see, Dave. Um, one second. I absolutely love that email, Dave. I absolutely I told you that when we first got back on. I was like, wow, this is a this is a beautiful email. Thanks, man. All right. So here, here's Dave's email. Hey DeRay, I hope you and yours are doing well in spite of this whole COVID craziness and that you've managed to keep things humming along nicely with your ventures. My wife and I had a scare, but uh, we were in contact with someone who had it, so we had to go into self-quarantine for two weeks, which I'm glad you guys are okay. Um, the most memorable thing for me was getting an oversized Q-tip. Again, another personal touch of contact. The most memorable thing for me was getting an oversized Q-tip stuck up my nose further than you could have imagined for testing. Fortunately, we both came back negative, which I consider a very positive thing. Wink, wink. <laughs> now that life is back to the new normal for us, uh, I'm following up with you because blah, blah, blah. And he goes into a spill. So again, more scripts, guys. Guys, go do this now. This is your Get Money Partner Now formula. Dave, what's next? Yeah, man. So that's that's the first thing. Then two or three days later after that, send out something similar, but in a video format. And everybody freaks out about this, but video is the next best thing to being there with the person in person. Send out a quick little video. It doesn't have to be long, three or four minutes long, max. And again, at the end of it, say, hey, that's what I've been up to. How about you? Please hit reply to this email. You don't have to do a video, but I'd love to catch up. And then here's the key. When people reply, have a little bit of back and forth with them, right? You're going to get some people replying with a you know, full-on catch you up on what they've been up to for the last 10 years. Other people, it might just be a couple of sentences or a few words. doesn't matter. Get back to everybody because there is money in those reconnections, you guys. Yeah. Then the third message there is what I call the transition message, the heads up message. And that is, hey, I'm going to do a better job of staying in touch, let you know what I'm up to with real estate, something I'm really excited about, doing really well with. Who knows? You might even want to partner up with me in the future and share in some of the profits. And we also say, hey, but if you're not into it, click unsubscribe at the bottom of any of my emails. 
Okay, it's a little bit more to it than that, than that, but under the time situation, I can't really go into into it full in depth. But it's the transition from warm and fuzzy to hey, I'm going to start talking to you about real estate investing, and we make it super easy for them to opt out if they'd really rather not hear about it. And here's the cool thing: very few people will. In fact, when we do this with our clients, because we offer uh, done for you services around this, right? When we do this with our clients. What would be your best guess out of 200 people? How many people actually opt out? Um, just because I, I've, I've done some, some similar things, it's not going to be too much. I know. I know it's not going to be a whole lot. But most people probably are super scared and thinking like, oh, my goodness, people are going to hate Well, I've got people saying 80% are going to opt out. <laughs> Here's what we've seen. On average, we have six people opt out. Six yeah. people opt out of a 200-person list. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And then from there, okay, so that's that's the first shot across the bow. So that's that's step number one of the five-step process to race. Step one, crystal clear. I got my people and uh, I've been in contact with them. I've sent up, uh, I've sent out my initial uh, contact request for all of them. And now I've sent up all of my follow-ups. And step number two, tell me what to do. Tell me, tell me how this process works because it's present with poise and power. Yeah, so this is really cool, Duray. So that, that whole warm-up sequence I explained is not designed to raise capital. It's not designed to get you investor meetings. It's it's not designed for any of that. It's just the first shot across the bow, so to speak, right? And understand that. I mean, I was gonna point that out. I mean, you don't even you don't even mention real estate in the first few messages. No, you don't. But here's the here's the interesting thing. When we start doing this with our clients, we found that about half the time so with with about half the clients just from that series of, of messages like that some other some people would be reaching out to them saying hey tell me what you're doing with real estate investing so that was when we kind of got to the scramble point okay oh crap now what do we do right so that's why it's really important that you've got a an effective presentation ready to go and especially these days DeRay, because we're kind of in the middle of this whole you know covid craziness thing going on and a lot of people are still uptight about meeting face to face and all this kind of stuff. So you're probably going to be doing a lot of this stuff just like we are on Zoom online, right? So you need to have a really good slideshow presentation. That might be a PowerPoint or a keynote if you're an Apple user. But basically I always recommend a really well put together, well thought out, well designed slideshow presentation. It has so many benefits. I mean even even if you're meeting with somebody face to face Bring out your laptop, walk them through the presentation. Here's why it's so important. It's really important because, A, and you, you could probably relate to this from when you're trying to explain deals over the phone. A, it's visual. Mm-hmm. So it's much more interesting for the other person to look at. B, it's a format. It's a structure. So it, <laughs> it helps to keep you. It helps to keep me. I should just talk about myself. helps to keep me on track because otherwise I have a tendency to go off on tangents. So it keeps me focused, keeps me on track. And see, it's just, it's a way to systematize the process. So you're doing the same thing over and over again. Once you've got it dialed in and it's effective, then it's it's a process. It's a, it's a system. Does that make sense? So well-designed slideshow presentation. Again, typically we're not asking people at the end of the presentation to cut us a check for 50 or a hundred grand. Typically we're saying, Hey, Again, because my whole goal is let's get the capital first, then go find the deal. So what does that mean? That means we get people who who raise their hand and say, yeah, you know what, Dave? When you've got a good deal, 
I want first dips. I want first kick of the can at that. So then what I'm going to get is I'm going to get an expression of interest from that person saying something like, you know, just not a, not a legally binding document, but a document where it says, hey, I, Joe Schmo, I'm interested in investing a sum of up to $100,000 with Dave DeBow in an upcoming real estate deal. His John Henry on that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then, and then whatever the next step of the process is for you, if you're going to get them together with your finance specialists, get them pre-qualified for financing, whatever that looks like. So it all comes down to, we want to be prepared in case somebody does reach out and say, hey, tell me more about your deals to be able to actually show them a presentation. Does that make sense? Absolutely. 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 I love it. Uh, so the presentation, again, as far as resources for that, we said Google Slides, a PowerPoint, if you're using yeah. uh, uh, Apple Mac, uh, then a uh, Keynote. And um, trying to think about any other resources, maybe Canva for designs and stuff like that. Don't make it too long. Any other tips and advice as far as the presentation, how it, how it looks and what it gives off? Well, it's, it's hard to explain this in a, in a short podcast, but basically, DeRay, you, you really want to keep it high level, what I call Reader's Digest level. And this dates me because I don't even know if that exists anymore. But Reader's Digest was a, a magazine that was out for 100 years. And it was for adults, but it was written at a level where a 13-year-old kid could easily understand. It. Now, that doesn't mean that the adults were dumb. It just means they made it easy to consume. Same idea for a real estate presentation. And here's the cool thing, or here's the important thing to write. You and I and the people that are focused on your podcast, and I say this with love and affection, we are weird, all right? We are weirdos. We are real estate weirdos. And you know this, right? Because when you talk to a non-real estate person, what we call, I call a civilian, <laughs> and you start talking about real estate stuff, their eyes tend to glaze over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? So we got to remember that that 95% of people have never invested in a revenue property. 95% of the population has never done this, right? So we got to keep that in mind. That is probably most likely who our investor partner is going to be. So we got to dumb it down. We got to keep it simple. We got to keep it focused. So even if you do a variety of different real estate strategies, focus on one strategy and one market in your presentation. Yeah. Because otherwise you come across as a jack of all trades, master of none. You confuse the other person. A confused mind always says no. So make sure it's very, very simple, very, very focused and dialed right in. The other thing is a lot of real estate investors are numbers people. They're super analytical. Also, another thing, the vast majority of the population is not. So don't go crazy with the numbers. Don't go crazy with the spreadsheets and the data and all this kind of stuff where you just data dump on the other person. Keep it high level. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And, you know, again, the most of the people that will be investing in your deals, they don't want to know the particulars. They, they, want, to, they want to know that they're investing in somebody that they know, like, understand, and trust with their money, right? So if you can give off those things uh, with your presentation and with your interaction with them, you're far more likely to do business with them than if you can spew out a bunch of numbers and show them excels of this, that, and the third and why it's a good deal. Like they, they don't, they can't see that. Um, so I absolutely love that, Dave. And that is step number two. Right. It's very important that everybody remember, Duray, and you know this, at the end of the day, your money partner, your investor partner, they're investing in you. The deal is just the collateral for their money. That's it. They're really investing in you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Cool. So now we want to just kind of jump straight into step three, which is communicate and consistently. 
Um, so I'm loving to kind of figure out what the difference is uh, between those two words and kind of figure out uh, how we how we go about this process. Yeah, well, that, this is this is where the magic sauce really comes in, Dre, because this is all about the marketing. So people say, Dave, can you really get people reaching out to you, emailing you, texting you, calling you, instant messaging you, asking for more information about investing with you? And the answer is yes. You just got to do the marketing properly. And that's what the whole constant, consistent communication is all about. Constant is, I'm referring to time-wise. So for example, if you're going to be doing an electronic newsletter, for example, and it's going out the third Thursday of every month, make sure that that happens like clockwork, right? If you're going to be doing video logs and they're coming out the first Wednesday of every month, make sure they come out like clockwork. So you've got that constancy. Consistency is all about the messaging, right? So it's all about having a consistent message. So for example, Dre, you're you're more into multifamily investing. So that's what you're raising capital for. That's all you should be talking about. So one of the big mistakes I see people making is, you know, one time they're talking about multifamily investing. The next time they're talking about flips. The next time they're talking about the Burr strategy or investing in, in self-storage units. It's it's inconsistent, right? So you got to keep that consistent communication going. And the biggest thing is, believe it or not, not to over-educate people. The biggest thing is to create curiosity and is always remember that chances are the person that's watching your marketing really doesn't give a crap about real estate investing. They're looking for different investment vehicles. They're looking for a better return on their money compared to wherever they've got it right now. If they've got it in mutual funds, GICs, whatever it is, they're probably not making very much with it. So they're looking for a better opportunity. but they don't want to get into the weeds. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so as far as the actionable step here, so again, I would just kind of want to recap uh, steps one and two. Uh, steps one, uh, you pull a list of 200 and you make sure you at least have between 100 and 200 emails. And now you have your email list, you get your email service provider and uh, you begin to create a sequence, right? This can be a sequence of uh, three emails and um, you Warm also- up yeah, warm up campaign is what you call it. Uh, so you begin to create a warm up campaign. So a warm up campaign of three emails, uh, followed up by a presentation. Well, you got to make sure that you've got your presentation ready to go. Have your okay, got it. Yeah, because you're not sure if folks are going to, you know, put up their hands and say, "Hey, what, great, what are you up to with real estate? Tell me more." You want to be able to, you want to be ready, willing, and able to show them what you've got. Does that make sense? So, and then if, we, if we're still going down this line of thinking, when you talk about communicating constantly and consistently, this is still going to be primarily via email. Exactly. Now, if you want to get fancy pants, this is an advanced strategy, though. Once you've done the other stuff, once you've done the easy stuff first, you want to get fancy pants, you can create a subgroup of your top 50 prospects. Okay. These are the folks that are, in your best estimation, could invest with you if it made sense for them, Right. And then we might want to show them a little extra TLC by sending them some stuff by direct mail. So in which case you'd want to get their full contact information. Again, how do you get that? You ask them the same ideas we did for the, for the email. And then you can send them uh, newsletters via mail. You can send them direct mail packages. You can send them all sorts of cool stuff by mail. And the cool thing about that is 
even though it's kind of a hassle and a pain in the in the butt to do it, there's 100% open rate when it comes to a package landing on somebody's door versus an email, which you're you're lucky if you get, you know, with, with this size of the list, you're lucky if you're getting 20, 25% open rate. Just touching on when you send somebody something via mail, um, guys, get creative. I, I want, I want a, there, there's a book called Giftology and there's another book called The Go-Giver. And um, the concepts in those books are absolutely fascinating. And the way you're able to build relationships through gifts are absolutely amazing. So if you're already going down this path and you're creating relationships and these are, you, you see these relationships as what they, what they're meant to be long-term fruitful relationships between you and, a and another individual, a friend, um, then, you know, applying these, these principles are absolutely, absolutely essential, uh, to your growth. So, um, and if, if thing- you want a shortcut, then you just follow my, uh, shock and awe direct mail campaign out of my book, The Money Partner Formula. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So 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 there there's a there's a shock factor uh uh associated with the gift, which is always a good thing. Um yeah. so let's so the, again just to wrap up step three, it sounds like we're just we're just uh whatever medium it is and for most people it's gonna be email, we're just gonna create consistent uh constant value and make sure that we're we're staying top of mind. Yeah and we want to be edutaining. So we want to keep it light you want to be a little bit educational. You want to be a little bit ed- um, entertaining as well. That way you get people, you know, op- at least opening up your, your communications and, and hopefully consuming them. So there's all sorts of different things you can do. What I, being a marketing weirdo, so not only are we real estate weirdos, but I'm a marketing weirdo as well, double weird. <laughs> I used to say, you know, hey, here's these 27 different things that you can do. Go out and do them all. And people would be like deer in the headlights is too much, right? So now what I suggest, and it's very, very, very good advice, is pick one thing that you can start off with and that you at least don't mind doing and you can do at least once a month. Get started with that and then build up as you go. But get started with one thing. So if you're more into writing, I would suggest you do either blog posts or you could do an email series of, of short emails or better yet, Electronic newsletters, e-zines are very, very effective. If you're, you know, just so darn good looking like you and I, Dere, and you're just a pleasure in a cool, cool uh, pool of water on a hot summer day for video, then you can do video. All right, so that's that's the other option. I'm joking, you guys. I understand. Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've got a I got a face built for radio, but I still do video all the time. It it works. It's the next best thing to being there, but it's not everybody's cup of tea. So yeah, pick absolutely. one thing, do it consistently. Yeah. And uh, I like to call this, and this kind of goes into your very next step, which is demonstrate your expertise and authority. Um, yeah. You know, when I first started, I told you guys my, uh, told you my story, Dave, and you know, my listeners have heard it plenty of times, but when I first started that deal, I think it was actually, I, I just went back to check it when we got off the call, it was a $32 million deal. Um, but that deal was brought by my mentor. And this mentor was my first ever real estate mentor. And um, I learned under his tutelage and the very first thing he had me do, you know, just imagine you paying somebody thousands of dollars to learn real estate. And, you know, you, you're getting ready for day one, you're getting ready to step up to the plate. Like, this is all your money that you've saved up. And, you, you know, this is the last thing. And you're like, all right, this has to work. And you step up to the plate and your mentor tells you, hey, actually, I'm not going to teach you about investing in real estate. I'm not going to teach you about raising money for these large deals. What I want you to do is go create a thought leadership platform. I said, what in the world? <laughs> I said, I, I paid you all this money to learn about real estate and IRRs and returns. And you're, you're telling me to go, to go, go, you know, go be a public face. 
He said, go create a thought. The very first thing, Dave, he had me do was go create a thought leadership. This was in 2017. This is how this, I mean, this is why I have this podcast. Right. And, and you know what? You're, you're extra weird, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love you're it. You're not only a real estate weirdo, but now you've created a thought platform. But again, what I want to provide people is something actionable they can do today to help build up that trust factor, that credibility factor. Uh, there's lots of different things that you do. You don't have to start your own podcast. It's a very not good at all, idea. not at all, guys. Yeah. You don't have to become a thought leader per se. There's lots of simple things that you can do. One super simple thing that just really ties everything together beautifully is to have your own investor-specific website. This is your online marketing hub for communicating with your list. It's, you're not trying to you're not trying to get it ranked on Google. You you just want to use this for really communicating with your group of target investors. Because quite frankly, you, you know this, right? In order for people to take you seriously, you have to have a website. You definitely don't want to try and hodgepodge it together. You don't want to try and build one yourself. You don't want to try and do some Wix thing or whatever, right? You want to get a professional website. That helps you look a lot more credible. Some other tips that I like to share with people are even when you even if you're meeting with somebody for an investor presentation or investor meeting, even if you're meeting with them online via Zoom, dress professionally. Okay. So guys, dress business casual, at least. Ladies, same idea. Because you want to show the other person some respect and they're going to give you more respect as well. Make sure you can speak very, very uh, clearly about your specific real estate investment strategy and the market that you're investing in. Be able to, to communicate that in a succinct, simple to understand manner, right? That people can understand very, very quickly. Other, other suggestions are, you know, if you're not comfortable with public speaking, get some training around that. If you're, ner- you know, Toastmasters is a perfect example there. These kind of things. Uh, other more advanced strategies, get interviewed. Get interviewed. I mean, this is the best way to be seen as a credible authority. You really want to kick things into, into gear. Uh, the word authority comes from the word author, right? So write a book. There's no better way to be seen as a rock star than to be an author in the space. So those are some simple all the way up to some more complex suggestions for you. Absolutely. And I want to throw one other rather simple one in there, but I think it's uh, it, it can really bode well for a lot of people. I run a high level mastermind and one of the things that I have the individuals do almost immediately is to create some sort of lead magnet. And this can be, you know, a, th- a two pager, a three pager, a six pager. It could even be uh, the presentation that, that, you, uh, that you're creating in step two of what we're talking about here. But as long as you have a lead magnet, something that you can uh, use to collect more email addresses and something that you can uh, use to add value to other people. And again, it's not leveraging your time. Um, it's a great way to build authority. It's a great way to give value and to, um, to still continue to, to bring in more investors. Uh, again, uh, step four is all about building authority when it comes to everything else. Uh, again, we're in, we're, in, we're in very strange times and uh, first uh, impressions are everything, right? So you want to make sure that ultimately that you're putting your best possible foot forward. And you may feel like, yeah, when I meet somebody, like I'm a super personable person, I give a firm handshake and all these things. And that's when they get that connection with me. Well, if you're online and you're face-to-face or you're a video or you're maybe you're on a call, you don't have all those advantages. So you have to find other ways to get innovative. Again, going back to dressing, you know, going back to the way you're 
you're talking, going back to even your internet connection. I mean, there's so many things you can do to up your game. So I think that's absolutely amazing. Step number five. This All is right, the snowball, the snowball effect. effect. <laughs> so here's a beautiful thing. Success begets more success, right? So once you've got an investor or two under your belt, once you're working with one or two people and you're getting them some good results and they're happy with working with you, it's so much easier to, to grow your investor list through testimonials and referrals. Testimonials and referrals, absolutely huge. So when you got a happy camper, encourage them to talk you up with their sphere of influence as well. So there's lots of ways to do that. I love to get video testimonials from people. So let's say I'm doing a quarterly update with an investor partner, might do something like this on Zoom with that person, talk to them about what's going on, if they're happy with how things are going with the with the project, with the with their returns, then chat them up a little bit about that and ask them if they're okay with you using that as a video testimonial. Get that up on your website. It's going to go a long ways. Other thing you do is you say, hey, you're happy with how this is working. Do you know anybody else who might be interested in these kind of returns? And then look for warm introductions to their sphere of influence. And that's a great way to grow your investor base. Your investor base. Yeah. And, and Dave, how big have you found that referrals are in this business? Huge. They're huge in, in any, they can be if you do them right. The biggest mistake I see people making, DeRay, is that they're clumsy about it. So I've seen people do stuff like, hey, refer a friend to me and I'll pay you a thousand bucks. Okay, well, that's a dumb idea. On the surface, it might seem smart, but it's actually a dumb idea. So what I re highly recommend instead is that you're more, that you're classier about it. So you encourage people to refer people to you. You don't overtly bribe them to refer somebody to you, but you do reward the activity. Mm. So the biggest mistake I see people making is, first of all, not asking referrals. Second of all, when they do ask for referrals, they don't thank the person who referred, right? So if you're an investor of mine and I ask you for a referral and you refer your friend John, whether John becomes an investor with me or not, I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to send you a, you know, even if I just get a, a meeting with that person, I'm going to send you a nice little thank you card, maybe a little gift certificate just for that, right? Even if nothing comes of it, I'm going to keep you in the loop as to what's going on with that meeting because you're putting a lot of trust in me to refer your friend to me, right? You're, you're putting your relationship with your friend on the line potentially. So I want to respect that. I want to give you the respect that you deserve, the acknowledgement that you deserve. Then if John does come on board and become an investor with me, then you're going to know all about it. I'm going to keep you in the loop about that. And I am going to find out exactly what you like. And if it's tickets to the game, front and center, whatever it is, I'm going to get that to you as a, as a token of my appreciation. Does that make sense? Ooh. But I don't advertise it. Very, very mm -hmm. big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Man, this has been a fascinating podcast episode. I've learned so much about just raising money and how to systematically go about this process. And I guess where we're going to leave this conversation at is, is this one last, I guess it's maybe one of the most pivotal moments, but it's time to actually ask for the money because you have a deal. What does that look like? Well, that here, that's the beautiful thing. If you do this right, DeRay, 
Here's exactly what that looks like. You follow this process, the five-step process, and you've got what I call your investors in the wings, right? It's kind of like a play. You've got all the actors in the wings ready to come out on stage. That's what we have with our investors. We've got them lined up, ready to go in the wings, whatever that looks like. Everybody's going to be a little bit different, but they're ready to go. Then when I've got a deal on the go, I'm just going to reach out to that small group and basically say, first one in gets the deal or first ones to reply to this, get the deal. So first come, first serve. So I create scarcity. I create uh, a little bit of competition around this. And I also let everybody know when the deal is funded and that they're out of luck for this one. And if you want to get in on the next one, you better act faster. Hmm. Well, that sounds a little, little over the top and I'm not that obnoxious about it, but that's the idea. Does yeah. that make sense? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. So we've, again, we've covered the, the five steps and Dave, could you just uh, run through the five steps really quick? And we are on out of here. What are the five steps to your next money partner? So step number one is let's create that target group of prospective investors and break the ice with them first before we start, start talking business. We're going to do that with a warm up campaign. Next step is let's make sure if you got a kick butt, what I call your million dollar investor presentation, ready to go in case some of them put up their hand and, and show interest. Step number three, keep the ball rolling with constant, consistent communication. That's the marketing. Start with your online marketing hub, a, a really good website. Pick one thing, get it going, get it going consistently. Always have a call to action for people to reach out for you for more information. Step number four is all about making sure that you've got everything ready to go, that you're that you're really keeping things going with that marketing. That's, that's what it's all about. Step number five is once you've got a few investors on board, you can get so much, so many more of them by getting really good testimonials and referrals. This episode is brought to you by Prospect Boss. Gone are the days of cold calling potential sellers at a rate of 10 calls per hour, sitting and listening to ring after ring and leaving perky voicemails for every number that you dial. Now, by no means is cold calling dead. In fact, cold calling is alive and thriving. Last time I checked where the majority of our deals are coming from. However, the art that you know of as cold calling is dead. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Investor pulls a great list. Investor gets excited to get a deal done. Investor goes line by line calling each home seller. For each call, investor must one, do a quick search on the property. That takes three minutes. Investor must two, dial each digit by hand, 30 seconds. Three, wait and listen for the rings, 30 more seconds. Four, investor must leave that perky voicemail. That's a whole minute, including listening to the voicemail prompt. Or four, it could be that the seller actually picks up the phone. Five, write any notes from the call, 30 seconds. And six, schedule a follow-up, another 30 seconds. Now, if the seller doesn't pick up and you cut all the corners, each call is going to take a minimum of five minutes. And that's a max of 20 calls per hour if you're going nonstop and no one picks up. And at the end of the day, those 20 calls are almost impossible to get done because in real life, neither of the aforementioned things will be constant. Again, this is dead. So the question remains, how do you thrive with yet still one of the most powerful lead gen activities, cold calling, in the game? And the answer is you game the system. 
Here's what I mean. Myself, virtual assistants, and my students use a software called Prospect Boss to handle all of our call flow. So while the average investor is making 20 calls an hour, we're making more like 200 calls an hour. Prospect Boss is a power dialer that comes with a single, triple, and four-line dialer. We personally use and have always used the triple line dialer. So twice a week, I plug into the software and the system already has my list ready to go from the last place I left off. And it begins to dial three sellers at the same time. Now, as calls begin to go to voicemail, the system drops a pre-recorded voicemail at the click of a button. And then it frees up the line to make additional calls. It's absolutely insane the volume that we're able to do. I can leave three, four voicemails in 30 seconds flat while I'm talking to the sellers who pick up. Okay, and the dashboard, it provides a link to the listing so that I can do research if I need to while we're on the phone. And once we're done, I could assign the lead a callback or a not interested or I got the appointment all with the click of a button. I spend less than $100 on Prospect Boss per month. They have an a la carte system, so get what you want and leave the rest. Again, I only use them for my triple line dialer and my CRM, but you could use them for pulling lists, skip tracing, and so much more. Head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash boss. That's beforethemillions.com forward slash B-O-S-S to try Prospect Boss today and reinvent the way you prospect. Using a software that can do this amount of volume and then also track the data for you can be the difference maker that separates you from the competition. So that link one last time is beforethemillions.com forward slash boss. Lifestyle design acceleration hacks. What is your favorite Before the Millions book? My favorite book is a marketing book called The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. Why is that your favorite book? Oh, it's just, he was brilliant. He unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago, but the guy was absolutely brilliant. So if you're looking for, you know, you talked about uh, pitch anything. This is not just how to pitch anything, but also how to market very, very effectively. So it's a, it's a beautiful book. I love it. What is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool. Hmm. My favorite business app or tool. I'd have to say right now, mine is ClickFunnels. Awesome. Awesome. I absolutely love it. Love it. Yes. ClickFunnels is an amazing app. Just a quick reference. What is ClickFunnels? What does it do? Well, ClickFunnels is basically a website builder. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Right now, my favorite app or or software is Zoom. Zoom is just like the best thing since sliced bread. We're on it right now. It's user-friendly. I mean, it's it's just the best way to meet with your prospective investors and to do online group presentations as well. I love it. Absolutely. Um, Next question. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions? I'm sorry. I skipped the question. What do you what do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed? Oh, well, pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> right? Of the fact that uh, my wife and I travel on a very very regular basis. So we we're usually doing some sort of international travel every 3 to 4 months and for the last 30 plus years I've spent at least a month every winter in Mexico. That's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today? Really building a list 
building a list of prospective customers, clients, investors. That that was I understood that right from the get go. Uh, depending on how you do it, it can be long and painstaking uh, to create a good quality list of people. I, I think there's a lot that goes into that. So I've I put a lot of time and effort into creating that list and staying in touch with the people on that list and gaining their respect. Absolutely. Who was essential to your growth before the millions and why? Uh, mentor, mentor, mentors, actually. Uh, I've had no, numerous mentors over the years. Again, I'm a marketer and a real estate entrepreneur. I was a marketer first. So my first real mentors were a gentleman named Dan Kennedy, very, very famous marketer, as well as Jay Abraham. Those were two of my early marketing mentors. Absolutely. Great guys to look up to. Why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting to the millions? We're too comfortable. Definitely too comfortable. I mean, it's just too easy these days to vegetate our lives away. We can sit in front of the the computer, we can sit in front of the television, we can Netflix and Facebook our lives away. It's just so easy. It's so easy to get sucked into uh, an overdose of entertainment. And I think that just uh, that just turns our brains to mush and lulls us into complacency. Absolutely. This has been an amazing podcast episode. I cannot wait to get this out to the listeners. Dave, if the listeners want to learn a little bit more about what you have going on, I know you have the book uh, that, that uh, a lot of the listeners are going to want to grab a hold of. Where can the listeners find some of your information, uh, learn a little bit more about what you have going on, and possibly even get a hold of you? Perfect. Well, thanks very much, DeRay. Uh, yeah, if you guys like what we talked about here today, I've got my book, Money Partner Formula. Happy to send you a PDF copy of this. This is also called Elite Magnet. All right. So if you get my lead magnet, I go super. I spared no time or expense on putting this together for you, Dre. So here you go. InvestorAttractionBook.com. InvestorAttractionBook.com. Go ahead, grab the book. That'll get you on my list. You can reply to those emails. That's how you can you can get a hold of me. And I look forward to getting to know some of your amazing followers. There we go. And uh, the links to everything that we mentioned on today's episode will be in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and grab that book today. Dave, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Until next time, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Thank you very much, my friend.